Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D, and I'm joined by the fake Jam That Champion, Chopper P. Quinnell. Who's the one with the title on the shoulder right now? I, I also am as well, because people listen to this in the audio realm. <laughs> but the I, Pledgehammers I, on Patreon can see... Will also see that I have got a title on my that's, shoulder, that, yes. That's not true, Luke. <laughs> yeah, they it's will. just me. Every single one of them will mm-hmm. be like, what a great title on his shoulder. I... I hate all of this. <laughs> I'm the real champion. Uh, so Ollie, unfortunately, is uh, not, it's been under the weather. Mm. Not COVID related this time. No, he's just a little under the weather. So he's not coming. It's also his birthday today. As sure well. is. What a present. I know, right? Mm. I was, uh, you know, we thought we'd be able to do the show together. It was the go home edition of Monday Night Raw. It's WrestleMania Raw. It's Luke. Wrestle. You're absolutely right. It's Raw WrestleMania. Raw WrestleMania. And we thought that like, oh, Ollie will be here. It's the big show because the idea is. Sorry, my phone is going off in my pocket because it's not an airplane mode. You should change that. Also, WrestleRawnia would be great. Oh, WrestleRawnia is good. What did I mm. what did I say in the review? WrestleMania Raw. Wrestle... <laughs> Not as good. Yeah. <laughs> Strong disagree. Well. Um, so the idea that we have as a company is that you always get your birthday off. Mm. Uh, but Ollie opted to take the Monday off instead before his birthday because he's then in to do the go-home show for Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. I've got a sneaking suspicion. Oh, do you? He's taken both. <gasps> what? Look, I'm not. I'm not here to like cast rumors or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not Dave Meltzer's reporting via the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Mm-hmm. He had Friday off. Yeah, sure did. It's off Saturday, Sunday, as mm-hmm. per it's the weekend. Yeah. Then he booked Monday off, so he yep. could have a long weekend. Uh huh. Just what if you thought? Woke up this morning and was like, could, could make it five though, couldn't we? <laughs> Could make it a five-day weekend. Did he ask, it is my birthday, after all. Did he ask you this morning if you could do the edited Raw review? Yesterday. Yeah. He asked me yesterday as well. Yeah. If I could do the Raw podcast. And I was like, Ollie, I'm not working today. I don't want to look at this. Um, <laughs> also, I don't want to think about Raw. <laughs> yeah, also, I don't want to watch Raw. Um, I was surprised. Well, it's pre-planning, isn't it? It, it might be. I also, just th- <laughs> I also just think... That he's probably because Ollie's really bad with hangovers. Yeah, he really is. Really bad at hangovers. He's like, oh, you know, last time we went out for drinks, I was hungover for three days. I was like, oh, you need to get that like checked out or something because that's not normal. It's just old age. 
Yeah, it is. Apologies I... if you can hear the drilling as well. It shouldn't be picked up with the microphones, but I'm going to apologize in case you can't hear it. Fingers crossed you can't hear that. Um, but fun little thing about Ollie going out, actually, was I got a message from one of my friends who had taken a screenshot from their friend's Instagram story. And it was just a screenshot of Ollie. And they were like, isn't this Ollie? And I was like, yeah, I guess they have a mutual friend. Because her friend was out with Ollie for like his birthday drinks. And I was like, that's weird. A weird coincidence, but all right. Small world. Yeah. And then (laughs) I sent the the picture of that to Ollie because it was Ollie seemingly being quite drunk and doing karaoke. Classic Ollie. Uh, And he was like, whoa, that's weird. I don't remember this happening. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, why are my trousers so high? I was like, I don't know, Ollie. He was like, oh, no, I remember I was doing an impression. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) I was like, what are you on about, mate? Okay, sure. Doing an impression of what? I I can't remember who he said now. And I'm probably going to look like an uncultured swine. Because okay. I don't know the name of a thing. Uh-huh. But he sent me the name. Let me see if I can look it up. Okay. But then but then he sent me a gif of that person. And I was like, the trousers don't look that high to me. I think you're just getting mixed up with something ha- ha- someone having a t-shirt tucked in. As opposed to not. Mm. Who was it? Uh, I was singing Future Islands in that shot. The lead singer has a very high waistband. Okay. And then he sent me th- this gif. Which, I don't know if you can see. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have a very high waistband. I think just have a t-shirt tucked in. Yeah, it's better. That is Ollie's dancing, though. Oh, yeah. 100%, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, which was... Uh, it was this screenshot, by the way. With someone that is... That's an Ollie Davis face I know all too uh-huh. well, which is... Look how funny I am. <laughs> <laughs> look how look how funny this is. So yeah, I got a kick out of that this weekend. Uh, my friend just be like, "Isn't this Ollie?" I'm like, "Yeah, that is sure is tremendous." That well, that's probably that probably explains why he's not here today. I thought it was because I'd bought him some wine for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, you are right there, mate. You haven't... my my mic is not playing ball today. Well, let's see. Well, well, well let's, let's jump. Uh, yeah. Well, you take your title off your shoulder. I'll keep mine on my shoulder. You don't, you don't have it on your shoulder, Luke. As we get into the main show, because that sounds like terrible audio for people. Uh, let's get into the main show. Here's the raw review. is back on Monday Night Raw and he is <laughs> Pete be serious this is a very serious podcast <clears throat> do you want me to put the countdown on again <laughs> welcome welcome to the Raw Review Podcast Bobby Lashley is back and he's facing a moss Oh dear, I am Luca and D.A.D., the real Jam That Champion, and I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell, the fake Jam That Champion. This is the Raw Review Podcast. Please do click the subscribe button if you haven't already. Click that thumbs up button and get your thoughts in on this very, very special topic at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. A link 
that now works again. It does work. That was a thing that we had to discover over the weekend that it didn't work, but now it's fixed. Also, the reason I was laughing is because <laughs> Luke didn't have the title on his shoulder and panicked when it got to the final support wrestle talk screen. Oh, that was delightful. Yeah, so he was like, <laughs> oh yeah, that thing. Oh god, the title. Oh. <laughs> Scrambling. And it was already on the screen being like support. I was like, I've run out of time. <laughs> messing around with that thing over there uh anywho pete hello so it's the go home edition of monday night raw it's Indeed. wrestlemania this weekend mm. very very exciting times uh you and i will be doing live reactions to it along with andy on night one and Ill if, it, if he'll accept my challenge sullivan Bo brown though he still hasn't yep the coward mm -hmm. uh the definitely his fault the lovely coward mm -hmm. um so yeah we're gonna be uh talking about the go home edition of monday night raw indeed wrestlemania raw mm. this was a show that was stacked in that they had a lot of smackdown guys on the show tonight mm. like roman and brock were on this show ricochet was on this show the viking raiders were on this show a lot of the women were on this show as well not Ronda Rousey, but we'll talk about that when we yep. get to the segment later on. <laughs> Hilarious, that is. Yep. Um, but it also featured a big return. Mm -hmm. Now, PW Insider, actually, well, Fightful Select first reported that Amos was going to have a WrestleMania match, and it was going to be against Bobby Lashley if he could get cleared. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday, or might have been on Sunday, PW Insider reported that Bobby Lashley's going to be on Raw tonight, and they're going to set up the Amos match. Mm-hmm. You okay? Yeah, sorry, I was just looking at the chat. I thought I could see something that was wrong, but it isn't. I'm just misreading things. Apologies. That's okay, mate. Yeah. Um, focus here, Pete. I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> I'm with you. I care about the content, right, Luke? Yeah, I know you do. Professional <laughs> Pete. <laughs> That's me. Pete Freshnell. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, WrestleMania Raw. <laughs> <laughs> see, what you did there is you just said the two words uh -huh. and didn't combine them. And yet it was still more effort than... <laughs> WrestleMania Raw. WrestleMania Raw. That's what you just said, Luke. But I said it with such gusto. <laughs> um, so the segment here was a Moss versus the Viking Raiders in a two-one-one handicap match. My first note here is poor Viking Raiders. Ah, oh, they were just fighting for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles not long ago. That was at Elimination Chamber. Right? Yeah, poor lads. I mean, it's bad enough that they're in the Andre the Giant Memorial Java Battle Royal, but mm -hmm. like coming out here and i was like i i thought it was going to be against apollo and commander aziz but i believe that happened last week uh yeah i can't remember last you week watch, you watched the show i reviewed the show can't tell you what happened i'll yep. be honest well, i'm gonna assume that's what happened <clears throat> and in this match yes <laughs> he did a really bad pin i remember he did a big boot to commander aziz and then it looked like he was going to do his big tree slam uh on from apollo on to commander aziz but then as he lifted him up, Commander Aziz just rolled out the way. So then he just did it on the floor and then dragged Apollo on top of Commander Aziz and then did a really bad pin. And the referee was like, Commander Aziz was like on the floor. was just like, I ain't taking that bump. Yeah, legit, yeah. And the referee was like, well, his shoulders aren't down. I can't count this. And Amos is like, wait, hold on, let me readjust. One, two, three. Like, okay, great. Yeah. So in this match was 40 seconds, mm -hmm. if that. Because oh. he clobbered poor old Ray Rowe with a clothesline. Ray Roll rolled to the outside and got counted out. And this was a clothesline. Yeah. This wasn't like a big, like, Rainmaker Lariat. It wasn't a buckshot. It wasn't any sort of special Lariat. It was a clothesline. Like Regular a bog standard clothesline. clothesline. Yeah. It was just a move. And then he just rolled out the ring and that was it. Count out. 
Like, I feel sorry for the Viking Raiders in all of this. Mm. However, I don't mind the idea of him just winning with a clothesline because it puts over the strength of a Moss, the sure. unstoppability of a Moss. Like, that I totally get, particularly with the angle that was coming afterwards. Because Kevin Crabpatrick then gets in the ring afterwards and he's like, oh, Moss, why don't you have match WrestleMania? And Moss was like, I want to challenge someone for a WrestleMania. And I'm like, well, Seth Rollins had to go through a whole load of hoops to <laughs> looking for an opponent to get his match. And Moss yeah. was just like, I'll have one, please. Yeah. And out comes the returning Bobby Lashley. It was reported when he got injured. He got injured at the Rumble in the match with mm -hmm. Brock. Yeah. And he had to be written out of the chamber match so he could go take time off. The report at the time was he was going to be out for months mm -hmm. with getting shoulder surgery. I think it was minimum four months. Yeah, right? It was projected, yeah. But here he is, he's back a few weeks later, and now he's facing a moss. So before we get into what happened next, what did you make of the match mm -hmm. and Bobby's return? I think, on your point of the clothesline, I think it would be better if it looked better. Oh yeah. If a moss was like Ray Row doing... did everything he could to right? make it look yeah. good. He tried his best, but I think if Omos was, you know, bouncing off the ropes into it, if it was like a clothesline from hell style clothesline, something like that, I think that I'd be totally cool with it. But yeah. it was the fact that Eric ran into him and he just went, this wasn't, was this wasn't clothesline from hell. No, not at all. Um, but the return was good. People popped to see Lashley back. That right. was cool. It was a babyface reaction for him. Very much so. I think he is... A babyface now. I think yeah. that's what they were looking to do because they were playing lots of video packages being like, mm -hmm. he was in the military. Yeah, He's a decorated sure. NCAA doobly-dar. Doobly-dar, that's uh, the one. Cheer him as a babyface now. Yeah. No uh, MVP with him either. No, no MVP yet. Um, But we'll see about that because MVP was still on the graphic for the WrestleMania match. Oh, was he? Yeah. So we'll see if MVP joins him for the match itself. But... I was using that point to kind of skip ahead. Yeah, that's fair. Um, But I think Lashley coming back and confronting Omos on paper is good. I don't particularly care about Omos, but in like kayfabe, it works for big, huge man Lashley to try and take on the big giant that no one's taken off his feet. There's good, there's potential for a good little story there. Isn't that right, Luke? Oh, right, well, yeah, and here is where the trouble lies. Because mm. I think on paper, I said this in the edited review, on paper it sounds horrible, but also yes. on paper it sounds great. Yes. Because this is Omos who has been so heavily protected by wwe he basically made his in-ring debut as the amos character last year at wrestlemania that was his in-ring debut was in mm -hmm. that tag match with aj winning the tag titles off of the new day and even before that he'd been protected you know even he, at, like, at like, TLC, taking like chair shot to the back and just no selling it yeah, you know absolutely. and that was a great spot oh yeah i mean even when he was the big ninja winter's mm -hmm. hour he was being protected. It's mm -hmm. like no one was like pinning him or anything. I think he only had one match, like, um, or as you know, the bouncer for Raw Underground. Mm -hmm. But like, so they've been heavily protecting this guy. AJ Styles went out of his way to make this guy look good. Didn't matter a jolt at the end of the day because the crowd still don't react for him. And yep. he's done nothing but squash matches, squash matches, squash matches, squash matches. But they keep mm -hmm. making this point. He's never been beaten and he's never even left his feet. Yep. And now he's coming up against the almighty Bobby Lashley. And one of the commentators, there were six of them on the show, had the point <sighs> where they were like, this isn't just a regular man. This is the almighty. And he gets into the ring, and there was this kind of good crowd reaction to it, because everyone's like excited to see Bobby, and they're like, oh man, what's Bobby going to do with a moss? And they sort of do this little tussle, and a moss sort of grabs him by the face and sort of checks him, and Bobby's like, hugs up. And then Bobby takes him off his feet. Mm -hmm. Does a big old shoulder block to him. And Amos takes a bump, lands on his back, and he rolls to the outside. 
And I thought, that's a mistake. Yep. I genuinely thought that was an... I don't think... I thought he wasn't supposed to fall over there. And Bobby's so big that he, he couldn't help but take a bump off of him. Because there's absolutely no way in all of God's green heckin's earth that anyone would be that inept to spend a year building up someone, not going off their feet, before, and then a week before the pay-per-view to take him off his feet. The one thing you had with him, literally the one thing you had, and you did it six days out before the premium live event. I was like, there's no way they can be that inept. And then one of the 10 commentary team members were like, Bobby Lashley took him off his feet. No one's ever been able to do that. So what's the story now? <laughs> so what's, what's, what's the point of me watching the pay-per-view match now? Because I don't want to see them wrestle. No, I definitely wanted, not. I wanted to see a Moss being taken off his feet. Yeah. Got to see that for free. Why do I need to sign up for Peacock now? Yeah. And the thing is, it wasn't even a good spot. No. Of taking him off his feet. If it was a huge angle that was executed great... You know, maybe I could have forgiven it because maybe that's a really intriguing bit to be like, whoa, like that was a really cool spot of Lashley taking him off his feet. We're going to see more of that kind of thing in their match. It was a shoulder tackle. That was it. Yeah, there was nothing to it. Like he did a shoulder tackle. It didn't affect him. Did another one. Didn't affect him. And then the third one, he bounced off the ropes and did a shoulder tackle and it went down. And it was like, okay. Like if it, it wasn't even like the match, a, then we could do five bumps. Yeah, it wasn't a spear. It wasn't a like a cool drop kick. It wasn't like something off the top rope. It was a shoulder tackle. It was really mostly unimpressive, and Omos just went down for it. And I was like, okay, well, Lashley can take him off his feet. So I guess they're kind of like even going into Mania. Cool. That's it. Like all of the intrigue you had, because mm -hmm. that is like the crowd aren't reacting to Omos. Like these squash matches, if this had been anyone else, if he'd have been an NXT call-up, they'd have released him. Oh, yeah. They'd have released him a long time ago. They'd have proper Keith Lee, Karrion Cross type, three-week push, and mm -hmm. you're done, mate. But they really like Amos. He's, not, he's a Vince hand-picked boy. Mm. So he's given all the chances in the world, and he is not getting over in the slightest. And that, but like, this is the one thing you had, is he hasn't taken a bump yet. Who's going to be the first person? That's Bobby. Yep. And he did it before the match. So, like, now there's literally no intrigue in going into their match other than can Bobby beat the undefeatable guy? But you're doing that story with Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin because he, Pete, he hasn't lost since he struck it lucky in Vegas or some nonsense. Just trying to find my note about this match. Um... So Corbin, so Corbin lost. Yeah, no, no, he's not. He's not been defeated, Pete. He is undefeated, and then, Pete. And then, oh no, sorry, is this the bit where the commentator said this is how you stay undefeated? Yep. Okay. Well, we'll get to that, Pete. We'll get to that. My point is, you're doing the storyline about the undefeated guy in the Drew McIntyre Happy Corbin thing. So, like, yes, that's the same story we're doing here. This story had something different to it. Now it no longer has that one thing. Yeah. So that's a real shame. Because I actually think that would have been a pretty good little thing going into Mania. I have zero interest in watching them do a wrestle. No. Zero interest in watching Bobby Lashley doing everything he can to make this big lumbering tree trunk do like uh, do anything good. Unless we're going to see Lashley do a Dominator to Omos. <laughs> oh my. Then I'm interested. Otherwise, oh, not yeah. really. And if there's one man who could do it as well, it's <laughs> big old Bobby Bubbles. Lashley. Big old Bubbles. <laughs> big boy Bubbles can do that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean... It's a shame. I thought the return was good. 
I just think they massively bollocks the follow-up. Yeah, I think, yeah, on paper, this would have been a very good return and an exciting setup for Mania. It just didn't quite pan out like that. What's interesting as well, like, you know, we're going to get into your Ultra Chats now and kind of get your thoughts on this, is that this was an episode where, unlike, you know, we did this review together a few weeks back and they had that amazing triple threat tag team match that was like match of the year candidate type thing. And then nothing happened on the rest of mm-hmm. the show to the point where you and I played 2K for like the last half an hour of the show because yes. we managed to speed through Raw. This was an episode of Raw where like with every segment, I feel like there is something to be said about it. Yeah. And yet still nothing happened on this show. Yeah. This was by far the biggest thing that happened on the show. I think that uh, what WWE have done this year for the WrestleMania build is they have set things up very early and then gone, we've done the setup. Cool. Job's done we can just kind of coast off the setup we've already done for the remaining five weeks or so. We don't really have to build that much more. With the exception of a couple of feuds, we don't actually have to do that much more to build it because we've already done the build. Tickets are going to sell themselves. It's Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. What more do you want? Although, it doesn't know, is it? Because they're not selling as well as Steve Austin doing a podcast. <sighs> it's it's very WWE in that way. I was listening to you and Tempo talking about the SmackDown uh, podcast. I listened mm-hmm. to your show. I think it's excellent. It's very good. It's, it is genuinely brilliant. It was me and Sat this past weekend. That was fun. It was also, I was also very, very good because mm. what an entertaining man that he is. He's great. Great Ronda Rousey impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> it was so spot on. But um, yeah, uh, well, I was going to make a point. That, yeah, you and uh, Tempo were talking about this with the Brock Lesnar angle with is driving a forklift truck and then like destroying a car in this. And it's so WWE that this always happens. If they book something out far enough in advance, they panic after like a certain number of years, be like, oh, what do we do? Um, Deborah's the Rock's manager. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what do we do? Uh, Bret Hart got run over by a car. Uh, what do we do? Uh, Shawn Michaels was attacked backstage. And it was Triple H. But Triple H trying to find out who it is. But it was actually Triple H. It's like, they just panic and can't work. What do we do now? And it was the same thing with that, where I was like, they booked this match so far out. They were like, oh, Brock throws a forklift. Get a forklift here. The thing is, the forklift would have been fine. If they just paced the show correctly. <laughs> and not, you know, had an ad break immediately after the forklift. Pierces the car through the windows. Bang! Ad break. Well, I hope I hope they have a massive clash on this episode. <laughs> They're both on this show. I'll, I'll, Pete, I'll it's get, WrestleMania Pete, Raw. It's I'll Brock Lesnar it. and Roman Reigns on the same show. Pete, I'll get to it. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. 
Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, um, get in your Ultra Chats. I've been informed by Mod Mother Jenna that the uh, Ultra Chat link is still broken-ish. It mm. works for some people, it is not for others. We've just had a site refresh, new wonderful design over at WrestleTalk.com. Indeed. So, please go over there and check out the new version of it. And with that, we've got to kind of redirect some of our old links mm-hmm. and stuff that weren't copied across. And one of those is WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. If you do want to get your Ultra Chats in, our wonderful moderating team are supplying the link directly to Streamlabs and you can uh, donate there. In the live chat, right now. In the live chat. Check it out. Right now. Yes. Uh, but Van Twinblade got it working, and he says, gosh golly gee willikers, I can't wait to watch Bobby job to someone with the in-ring ability of Limp Pasta. Interesting question, then. I know we can probably talk about this more in the prediction stream that we're going to be doing tomorrow for WrestleMania predictions. Do you think Omos is winning? So Fightful Select's report was that the Amos push is continuing past WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That, to me, would say, yeah, he's winning. Yeah. And Bobby taking him off his feet here suggests even further that he's winning. Counterpoint. Please do. Lashley wins by countout. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Does a shoulder tackle, takes him off his feet. And I was on the outside from Raw. It's flawless, guys. Oh, I don't like that much. I want it to happen now. Yeah, I mean, because it'd be awful. I mean, it, to be honest, it makes the most sense, right? Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, like in, yeah. in the WWE landscape, and really, at the end of the day, does it matter? No. Wins and losses don't matter. Wins and losses don't matter. Look at Happy Corbin. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Bobby Lashley coming back for a match that's not worth it. Hope the Mania payday is good for him. Moss might be too green to work safe with an injured Bobby Lashley. So I don't know, and I haven't had a chance to listen to Fightful's uh, uh, post-Raw review, so I don't know what the status of Bobby Lashley is. Obviously, he's been cleared for this. 
So that would suggest to me that the injury was not as bad as first feared. Mm -hmm. So he's not going into this match injured, yes. I would presume, right? I'd assume so. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think they'd bring him back this early. Um, Senrosa continues, Amos doing the fist bump here was, or the first bump here was stupid. Also, Supercard of Honor will be amazing. Hope Heck, so. Yes, it will. What a lineup that mm -hmm. show has got. I mean, just for FCR versus Dem oh, Boys, but say, yeah. man, there's a lot on there. Mm -hmm. Zane versus Swerve. Yes, please, mate. Well Absolutely. in for that. And Denise Alcedo. Indeed, Denise Alcedo is actually booked for the show. <laughs> she is actually booked for the show. Um, on the subject of Raw overall, Charles Berg says, Boring show. It's maybe a stretch. Maybe uh, don't put a snooker in the quasi-abusive relationship angle. Mm. I, I think that's... That's the sins of the yeah, father. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 don't, I don't get that vibe from this storyline, yeah. personally. I mean, I guess Tozawa could be a sub, which is fine. Whatever floats your boat. Uh, that would also give WWE a chance to repurpose carrying Cross's gear. <laughs> uh, right, DR. Hey, yo. When I posted my Sp Steiner Math Bollocks last week, I didn't realize I was manifesting a Hall of Fame induction. Very happy about that. <laughs> the professional treatment of Ricochet and the Raiders, not so happy there. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that in a little bit. They certainly will, yeah. So, yeah, the Steiner's going in. I, and it's a live mic. Oh. It's on live TV. Scott Steiner has been so vocal against WWE and the Hall of Fame. What if he just gets up there? And he's just like, don't frame! And he just cuts like a Scott Steiner style <laughs> promo. And is just like tearing and swearing this and the other. The patron saint of WrestleTalk Pat Extra. Love Scotty Scott Steiner. Steiner. Love Scotty Steiner. I can't believe that we've never made the joke of the WrestleTalk Extra Patreon saint. <laughs> How have we never made that joke? Such a good joke. <laughs> Why don't you do our show? It's <laughs> why I'm head of Patreon, Luke. Um, we'll do this last one for now football down under with Zach says hey Luke and Pete am I the only one who cares about Veer's debut on Raw after Mania than pretty much anything else on night 2 of Wrestlemania apart from the main events of Edge versus AJ hashtag Veer is coming uh, yeah I'm legitimately looking forward to Veer's debut I'm, I'm yeah hey, okay. foolishly looking forward to it I might add but I'm looking forward to it nonetheless I, I said many many moons ago now when Ollie said, like, what do you think they do? And I said, I'll tell you what they do. Week one, he squashes Cedric Alexander. Yep. Week two, he squashes Shelton Benjamin. Yep. Week three, he squashes both of them. And then we never see him again. Yes. Or he just ends up back with Shanky and, mm -hmm. and Jinder. Yeah. Um, but I think now that it's been so long, that maybe there will... I mean, it'll probably just be a squash match. Yep. 100% going to be a squash match. But, like, doing it in front of the Raw After Mania crowd is such a smart decision because mm -hmm. if there is one crowd that is going to give him a superstar reaction, it is the traveling, ironic Raw After WrestleMania crowd. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, fingers crossed, because we haven't had a proper, you know, Raw After Mania For two since years. 2019, right? Yeah. It'll be the last one. So it'd be, it's been a few years, so I'm hoping that that kind of traveling crowd is still still there and live and kicking. I think uh, the Raw I think this will be our first yeah exposure to a traveling crowd since then. And that Raw After Mania crowd is usually a very very fun show because of that traveling crowd. You're yep. welcome, by the way. Yeah. Um. Actually, we'll do this one here from the Sheldon Show that says, "My first time watching live, so perhaps my anger was increased, but this show was rotten to the core. It broke me. Poor Ricochet, poor Raiders. Thought Roman gave a fantastic promo, but nothing happened. Matches were so lackluster." to be insulting yeah yeah I kind of agree yeah it's, it's i mean i mentioned this earlier it's kind of an amazing show this episode of raw because it was like 
we so the episode you and i did two weeks ago where we were like man raw's lacking in star power because wwe have been telling you the audience the two most important things in the company right now are brock lesnar wwe champion roman reign universal champion and they're both only ever on smackdown mm -hmm. so raw is just filled with these lads and lasses doing diddly dick yes um and just trying to make storylines for themselves and they've not elevated the u.s title to make that feel important so no one feels like they're very ever fighting for anything in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, Finn Balor. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, what are you going to do with him, Pete? Give him a match at WrestleMania? On a two-night two show? Yeah, considering they were building a match between him and Damian Priest, what are you going to do? Pay that off? Wild. Um, but yet, this episode, like, they announced ahead of time, Brock's on the show, Roman is on the show, it's the Raw Tag Champs versus the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, which what was a ter terrible match to book, by the way. Why are you booking that? Who's gonna win well, they, out of that? They did it at Survivor Series, literally the same match at Survivor Series. Yeah. I went back and I double-checked, I was like, what was the match at Survivor Series? Oh, it was these two. It was this one, yeah. Um, well, they announced that Flair was gonna be on this show, Ronda Rousey was gonna be on this show, announced a bunch of matches barely any of them actually happened yeah. we were also meant to get street profits versus alpha academy which yep. didn't happen mm -hmm. i think the only match that they announced was miz versus mysterio that happened and the eight woman tag yes everything else oh no and the and the tag match in the end yeah main event tag match but you can shed a little bit more light on this because mm. ronda rousey just announced on raw after she was they said oh yeah it's going to be bianca and ronda versus becky and charlotte i had this in my news yesterday because mm -hmm. i'm like that is massive. That yeah. is a huge, huge match. That is a, I've got to watch Raw to see that match. Because that could possibly lead to the first in-ring interaction between Ronda and Becky Lynch mm. since Mania 35. Like in a wrestling uh, aspect, not so much, you know, just promos and that. Yeah. What a huge moment that will be. And then it was just Ronda was like, I'm not there. Yeah. And that, that graphic that they tweeted out, they announced it on social media, deleted the graphic not long after. And Rhonda said she was on a, a Facebook stream and she was like, I mean, I'm not at Raw because if I was, I'd already be traveling. So I don't know what's happening there. I guess they must have made a mistake. Uh, and as it turns out, according to Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer Radio, uh, WWE just didn't send her a plane ticket. I, so yeah. she wasn't on the show. <laughs> There's two things that I find fascinating about that. Mm -hmm. One, WWE inept enough to promote a match and not send her a plane ticket. Sure. Two, everyone else pays for their smegging travel. Why is Ronda yeah. being sent plane tickets? Ronda, innit? Probably I'm, part of a contract. I'll never forget poor old Bailey doing that interview. Mm -hmm. She did an interview on some news show or something. And she mentioned that she pays for her own travel. And so I, what she was doing, she was telling a humorous story about how you're traveling to a show and you don't know if you're going to have enough petrol to get you to the next show. Ugh. And the news reporter just stopped and was like, hold on, you pay for your own travel? Mm -hmm. And Bailey was almost like, yeah, 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 we all pay for our own travel. We all rent our own cars and we, mm. we drive places. And this news report was perplexed yeah. by this because this is a multi-billion dollar corporation and, like, she was stunned that the talent is paying for their own travel. And Bailey was just like, yeah, of course. I mean, that's what every company does. <laughs> and then she said, I mean, there's a lot of us. They can't erase travel laws. I was like, they really can, Bailey. They can. Like, get a yeah. bus. Get a, yeah. get a coach. Like, it's really, really easy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Brock Lesnar opened this show, and all of a sudden, like, Raw felt special. Like, it felt like, you know, like, because we haven't seen him on Raw for ages, mm -hmm. uh, and I don't watch SmackDown. 
this felt like an actual like big deal that he was on the show and i'm like fine this gives like a reason to watch raw like even michael cole was on commentary i had started off the show quite positive because one here's lesnar cool he's on raw that's great and also there wasn't a huge recap because the the smackdown formula is you have your opening intro the then now forever together thing and then you have like a two minute recap of what happened last week with roman reigns and brock lesnar and then it goes into roman reigns's really long entrance and then he does a promo and first 10 15 minutes of the show have gone and nothing's happened this started off with the then now forever thing because they can't let that go and then it was lesnar's entrance and i was like oh my god there wasn't a recap Oh, this is a five out of five show. What a show. And then as Liz is making his entrance, they did a two minute 45 yeah, recap yeah, of, here, yeah. of everything that happened on SmackDown. I was like, come on, guys. Big recap of their SmackDown angle. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've then written here, he says that Paul used to do all the talking for him, which seems like a good idea because he seems to be forgetting his lines here. <laughs> yeah, he kind Bless of did. Brock's such a, he's so affable in this role though, that I don't yeah. mind it, but like he just sort of comes out and he's like, hey guys, like he hasn't got a plan. No, like, he's like me doing junket interviews. I don't go in with their like plans of what I'm going to ask people. I just mm. sort of like make it up on the fly and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you watch, if you watch the interviews that I did with Bianca Belair and the Street Profits and Mustache Mountain, if you watch it and you think like, oh, that he's quite naturalistic in doing his interviews because I, pl- I didn't plan anything. I literally <laughs> yeah. got up onto the stage with uh, Street Profits and I was like, what am I going to ask these guys? Mm. How uh, do you do a frog splash? Yeah, and I was how just, do you jump that high? Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'll just ask them this and then that will probably spawn off into something else. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like he just went out there and he was just like, hey guys, um. I'm the champion. Um, hey, you gonna what me? Uh, cool. Steve yeah. Austin's at Mania. Yeah. Um, well, so WrestleMania is coming around the corner. Roman Reigns, he'll, he'll be there. Um, and yeah, uh, we're, we're having a match, cool. and uh, and I'm gonna win. That is getting dangerously close to your Tony Khan impression. <laughs> <laughs> they are one and the same, though, aren't they? <laughs> People have always said Tony Khan is the Brock Lesnar of AEW. <laughs> Uh, very good. Uh, yeah, this was a promo. It, I, I mean, so the meat of this promo was the problem here. Because yeah. he said, on Sunday, Roman's got nowhere to run. Yes. On Sunday specifically. Not tonight, Luke. On Sunday, he's got nowhere to run. And then, yeah, I mean, also, he's got someone to run on Sunday. It's not a yeah. cage match. No. And then, like, yeah, Roman just later on. We'll talk about, let's talk about the Roman promo now. Sure, yeah. Roman then comes out about an hour later and cuts a really good promo. And then that's it, and then he leaves. And, and I'm then like, he leaves. where did Brock go? Yeah. Like, this is... Like, are we saving all of it for SmackDown? In which case, why bother booking them on this show? Because if you're going to book Brock and Roman on the go-home edition of Raw and advertise as such, make people tune in, because you're like, man, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns going to be on this show. Do something with them. Yep. Because if not, if you're saving all of it for SmackDown, don't bother doing it here, then. Get another forklift. <laughs> Do something. Because like, this anything. was... Like, what was the point of any of this? it's the same stuff we've heard well to be fair lesnar's stuff was mostly the same stuff we've heard he's just chilling hey i'm gonna win on sunday that was his promo roman's promo annoyingly was really good so good really good promo and he brought up some great content and i'm like why haven't you talked about this before why isn't this what the whole feud was built around because he was talking about specifically mentioned at wrestlemania 34 brock lesnar beat me he made me bleed all over new orleans i got my payback at madison square garden i made him bleed all over there and i'm gonna do one more thing i'm gonna take his title and i was like this is great why isn't this what the whole feud is about rather than paul Heyman or whatever it's not even that anymore because that thing's already done with i don't even know what the feud is about anymore 
they just want titles, I guess, or something. It was a great promo. It was a really good promo. And it was annoying. So I was like, this is really good. Do this earlier. Build the story around this. The, uh, the crux of the promo as well, I was thrilled to hear, mm -hmm. is that he's never beaten Brock Lesnar on the big stage of WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Which is what my fantasy booking warfare was about. Yep. And Adam Blompier had the temerity to say, stupid that, yeah. because he has been in at SummerSlam. And I was like, Adam, you're missing the point. The big, the big stage of WrestleMania. And I was like, oh, actually, I think I'll find a bit of SummerSlam. And I'm pushing the glass up his nose. Who's the twat now, Adam? <laughs> he was so angry when you mentioned <laughs> that in the office earlier. He visibly bristled when you told him that that's what it he was. was. genuinely irritated that he said that in the promo. <laughs> genuinely irritated because it means I was right. Yes, he's great. Um, we then got uh, The Miz versus Rey Mysterio. Now, I didn't watch Raw last week, uh, and the story last week was that Miz took off Rey Mysterio's mask, mm -hmm. luchador, disrespect. Yes. And then he brings... So Miz comes down, he cuts his standard promo, and he brings out Lucha Logan. Mm -hmm. And it's Paul... What's his name? Logan Paul. Paul. Sorry, what I call him? Logan Paul. I knew he called him Paul Logan, Paul didn't Logan. I? Paul Logan, yeah, that's it. Anyway, wherever it is, he comes out and he's wearing Rey Mysterio's mask. Mm -hmm. Corey Gray's being like, oh, Lucha Logan, I've heard of this guy. Like, this is great. I thought Corey was awesome for the majority of this show anyway. Corey Graves is insufferable. No, I thought Corey was here. wonderful. I thought Corey was great in all of this. I thought the other lad, whatever his name is, was really good as well. And then Rey Mysterio just comes out and he's wearing a different mask. Yep. And I'm like... Oh, I mean, well, yeah, I guess. He's going to wrestle maskless. He's not going to wrestle maskless. It's just maybe keep him off this show. Maybe like yeah. he comes back at WrestleMania with a big mask. Or like Dom gets the mask back and gives it back exactly. to his father gives or it back something. Exactly, gives it back to Ray, yeah. Because otherwise it's like, what's so special about that mask? Yeah. And then at the end of this, they just got the mask back. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, what's the story here then? Just got to beat him, I guess. The story here is that Logan Paul's having a wrestling match. Like that, that is, is the whole story. That is the story here. Yeah. He's a star... And we're doing a match with an actual star. Yeah. And Miz was saying, like, we're going to take your WrestleMania mask and I'm going to wear it. And I was like, isn't that, like, anti-Miz? Miz loves showing off his face. Like, that's the that's Miz's thing, right? Why would he want to put a mask on? Besides the point. Yeah, I don't think this is very good. I thought Corey Grace is really bad. <laughs> He would not shut up about Lucha Logan. Oh, he's the greatest luchador in the world, guys. Have you not heard of Lucha Logan? It's like, shut up, Corey. I thought it was Jesus. Um, okay. I also thought, as a positive note, I thought the commentary, there were too many of them, commentary did a good job explaining why Dominic Mysterio doesn't wear a mask. That was good, actually. That was I quite like that. That was all Cole as well. Yeah. Because Cole is a guy who's commentated, you know, all of Ray's WWE career and mm -hmm. he loves Ray Mysterio. You go back and listen to those, you know, the, when he first debuted, you know, like 2002 or whatever it was. And, I, you know, when he won the title and everything, Cole, Cole is the biggest Ray Mysterio mark. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and he was telling the story of just like he hasn't earned that yet. Yeah. I thought it was really, really good, yeah. insightful commentary. It was really good explaining like the history of like Lucha Libre and how like important it is to that culture and uh, how Ray Mysterio earned that mask and Dominic is yet to earn that and stuff like that. And I was like, that's that's great. That's awesome. And it sets up in the future, potentially, Dominic could wear a mask in the future if he then earns it. He could earn a mask. That's great. Love that. So then we got one of the other big things that they were advertising for this show, which is Seth Rollins being called to corporate HQ because they need to have a chat with him about a WrestleMania match. 
Seth Rollins tweeted out this text message and they were doing this big whole thing, you know, advertising all weekend. We're going to find out what Seth Rollins is doing at WrestleMania because Seth Rollins' storyline has been he is desperate to get on the WrestleMania card. So desperate he made friends with Kevin Owens, a sworn enemy of his, so he could get on the WrestleMania card. And that didn't work out. So then he tried to steal Kevin Owens' spots and do the Austin podcast. And that didn't work. And then he tried to steal AJ Styles' spot and that didn't work. To the point then where he freaked out and he destroyed the Raw set and he was becoming unraveled and unglued. And I was like... I didn't watch Raw last week, mm -hmm. but I saw like that clip and stuff. And I'm like, man, what are they going to do next week with this unraveled Seth Rollins desperate to get on the WrestleMania card? Nothing, because he was actually fine. Yeah, He showed up to the... And this genuinely how the segment started. Seth Rollins showed up to the um, meeting two hours early. And it shows on the clock, like 6.57. And then he's like, oh, I'll wait here then. Fine, doing his usual, like, ha, 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 I'll just sit here and I'll wait there. All the while, like, like, this sort of, like, instrumental, like, music is playing in the mm -hmm. background. And then, there's, like, a clock wipe, and he's like, nine o'clock, man, he has his meeting now. <laughs> what was the point of the first bit? I mean, like, he's trying to, and the payoff was, he had his meeting. It wasn't even, like, you saw him go down two hours early. And then two hours later, he's looking more disheveled. That's, which he's is what I thought they were going to do. Know? I thought they were going to do that. But no, he's like, oh, I'll just go for well, my meeting. I'll have my meeting now, I guess. Like, <laughs> that was the payoff. All right. Yeah. So, huh? and then Vince's promo is just like, <laughs> Seth Rollins. Like, <laughs> Seth is just like, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to fire me? You're gonna go, You're fired. And he's doing all of his Seth yeah. Rollins stuff. And yeah. then Vince is like, oh, Seth Rollins, what am I? What all time great wrestlers I have on my roster? We could possibly do the most stupendous two-night of WrestleMania without Seth Rollins. If you wanted a match, all you had to do was ask. You've got a match. And that's it. All of these weeks of storyline, and the payoff is Vince said, okay. How is that? That is absolutely Is literally my entire problem with this whole story of Seth Rollins is too big a star for this story to work because it's unrealistic that he wouldn't have a WrestleMania spot. And then Vince just goes, well, we can't have WrestleMania without Seth. It's like, that's the <laughs> point! That's why it doesn't work! You can't just point it out! I need to swear, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Vince just goes, yeah, you can have a match. Yeah, you can have a match if you want. Well, it's like, what was the point in all of this then? <laughs> Why did it just happen? What was any of this about? <laughs> <laughs> the payoff of this story is because, yeah, all right then. <laughs> I mean, I'm picking who it is, but yeah, cool. Like, surely a much better version of this. Oh, God. Uh, surely a much better version of this is unraveled Seth Rollins. Right. Comes down to the ring, desperate to find out, tearing at his head, being like, what can I do? What can I do? I'm going to issue an open challenge to sure. anyone. They don't even have to work here. I just have to have a match at WrestleMania. And then you can have Vince come out and be like, oh, so far, so far, so far. Mm -hmm. and you will you will have that match. Like, I like your gumption. I think that's mm -hmm. a really good idea. That's what, We can sell all the tickets on the back of this. You've got it. And I think I might have someone in mind. Right. Of, you know, he pulls out his phone and makes a phone call or something. As opposed to, he just goes to an office, sits down for two hours, politely waits, and then has a nice conversation with Vince, who just says, all right. I absolutely baffling that off the back of seth rollins calling out and saying raw next week will not happen until i get my wrestlemania match 
Off the back of that, surely you open the cold open with Seth Rollins in the ring. In the ring. Like, I'm hijacking Raw. Yes. This show doesn't start until I get my WrestleMania. Love match. that. Security comes out. He beats him up. Yes. Raw security comes out. He beats him up. Vince McMahon, f- Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville come out. He stomps Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville's like, well, I can't do anything, you know? Then Vince McMahon comes out and he's like, fine. You have a WrestleMania match. I get to pick your opponent. Now get, out, get the hell out of my ring. That's great. That's rad. And it makes at sense. least it plays off the story. It make that's a continuation of the story. That is a logical next step of this story. Yeah, this is not the logical next step of the story <laughs> because isn't. this doesn't make this doesn't connect to anything else. Yeah, I have baffling. N- no idea what this was about. Seth's going to WrestleMania. It is great, and I hope it's against Shane. <laughs> Dude, wouldn't it be so funny oh, if, if the crowd is there going, Cody, Cody, here comes the, the money! money. <laughs> here we go. Oh, God, that would be amazing. Because that's the match Shane wanted. Mm-hmm. It was him versus Seth. Him versus Seth. Mm-mm. I'm just saying. <laughs> I imagine. <clears throat> then we got the genuinely best thing on this show. Strongest. After the Amos Viking Raiders segment. This ruled. I have unironically been enjoying the Reggie Dana Brooks stuff. Their little like rom com nonsense that they're doing. It's only gotten better since Tazawa and Tamina are doing the mirror of their story. Only it's two heels and they're slightly more wacky. And Reggie, they're holding hands, Reggie and Dana are. And then Reggie gets down on one knee and he proposes. And Dana's so happy and she says, Yes, I will marry you. And then Reggie saves Dana from being attacked by Tamina who's trying to steal the title and they run away and Tazawa walks up and he says I heard Dana heard Reggie was going to propose and because we're doing a mirror storyline I'm going to propose as well so he proposes and Tamina also accepts and then it just cuts it just, like it didn't even cut it just pans across and there's R-Truth standing there with a referee with binoculars and he just goes well that gives me an idea I hope and I really, really do mean this. And I'm annoyed that they didn't advertise this because it makes me feel like it's not going to happen. And maybe it'll happen on Raw the following night. We get a double wedding ceremony. A double wedding. Dana and Reggie and Sazawa and Tamina with R-Truth as the minister. Do the whole like Eric Bischoff, the prosthetics and everything. Like, did someone say three minutes? Like, I would love that so much. I think that everyone is doing their part really well. This proper made me laugh and I thought it was stupidly stupid fun. I thought it was a bit sh- personally. <laughs> hey, come on now. I was, um, I don't care. I don't care about it. Oh, anything. yeah, yeah. That's fair. It's, it's pointless. It's a waste of my time, is what I'd call it. I look, I've got I've said this before. I have been sick to the back teeth of the 24-7 stuff because mm-hmm. they had they did the same joke for three years. They did. At least this is a different joke now. And so I'm on board for that. That doesn't make it good though, Luke. It just makes <laughs> it different. Yeah, well, you know what? Sometimes different can and I I, I this made me laugh. I thought Tazara and Tamina were... Re- this is the best thing Tamina has ever done in this company. And she's been there for a hundred years. Name me sure. one thing that Tamina has done that's better than this. I, I'm not going to dispute that. Again, I don't think that makes it good. <laughs> it's just better than before. That doesn't make it good. It's still bad. I thought it was pretty good. Um, then we got the Roman Reigns promo, which 
quick one. I quite like how uh, the difference between Lesnar and Reigns and how they interact with the what uh, the what charm. Yeah, Roman Lesnar being like, "Hey, you doing what? Come on, say say it with me. Everyone can join in." And Roman tries to shut down the what charm immediately. I was like, "That's nice. Yeah. That's a nice parallel." Storytelling. That was really good. Really good promo as well. Really good promo. Why Brock didn't come out is beyond me. Uh, Zelina, Carmella, and Shayna and Natalia had a terrible acting class. And then they had an eight-woman tag team match that opened with... <laughs> Michael Cole isn't on Raw these days. Mm -hmm. I, I hope you're going to point out the same line that I heard. Go for it. So, someone's talking while Sasha's making their entrance. And Michael Cole literally goes, shut up, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is my bit. <laughs> and he goes, it's boss time! And Byron Sags goes, yeah, Michael Cole, I've missed you saying that. <laughs> shut up, Byron. You nerd. That is not the line that i i had heard and, and made was a note it, was of was it Corey doing great. the will smith joke no it was michael cole saying like well i can't get a word in <laughs> and i was like yes michael cole thank you for pointing out the problem of having four commentators yeah because there was a they were talking about carmella or something <clears> it was Corey being Corey, and, Co and Corey said you keep my fiance's name out of your mouth yeah timely reference with the will smith stuff at the mm -hmm. oscars um uh, I, I, I thought I was. I thought Corey was fine. Uh, the match itself was, yeah. faces one. Faces one in a match. Uh, the baddies imploded because they couldn't get along. Yeah, which is weird because they just did a segment literally before and being like that they can get along. Yeah. Uh, you know, how will they coexist? Yeah, I guess that's the story. How will they coexist? Um, and then afterwards, Carmel is seeking comfort from Corey, and Corey's talking with his commentary headset on while the other commentators are talking. Come on! And was telling them to be quiet. Because yeah. You, oh my god! I thought it was great. It's not great. I like, I enjoyed it. It hurt my ears. Uh, <laughs> my poor sensitive little ears. Got a recap of Kevin Owens being great last week, and then got this oh so awesome video package for Steve Austin, soundtracked by. He's a bit of a tool now, but in 1999, oh I sure did like Kid Rock's Bar with a Bar. It is 2022, right? Yeah. It's not 1999 <laughs> anymore. <laughs> it was when it started. I was like, is this Kid Rock bar with a bar? <laughs> well, man, dust that, dust that <laughs> off the old archives. I found this Devil Without a Cause CD in my, in my uh, car, in the, back, in the boot of my car. Should we yeah. use this one? And then the album's like, oh, Kid Rock's got a new album out. I was like, yeah, let's use the one from an album 20 years ago. Jesus. Um, I mean, I didn't mind. I think it's a great song. Um, but they are like, talking about this being 19 years oh, I've, and i wrote it's, that down it's really annoying me and it's what owens is doing in his promo as well i've i've said my piece on this i've said it enough on the podcast me and denise were talking about this on friday as well they are the idea was they were going to do a match mm -hmm. they booked a storyline which was kevin owens challenges steve austin to a WrestleMania mm -hmm. match. It'll be his first in-ring match in 19 years. Yep. What an incredible moment that is going to be. And then whatever happened, happened. And now it's just a podcast. That's being the main event of WrestleMania. The KO show. The KO show is going to main event WrestleMania. Apparently so. That is still one of the options to headline WrestleMania. Kevin, we said it was going to main event on, on this promo. Having said that, WWE always say like, there are five main events for WrestleMania. For sure. So, Seth uh, Rollins is getting his own main event, according to Vince McMahon. Their own main event. And so they had this storyline of it's been 19 years, but now it's a talk show segment, but they can't be asked to rewrite the promos. So they're like, well, we're just going to pretend it's still 19 years, even though it's 
two. It's so insane to me that they can just straight up bold faced. Well, they lie a lot, obviously, yeah, yeah. and they rewrite history and all that stuff. But this is like, you know, Stone Cold's been home for 19 years drinking and he's going to be out of shape. And it's like, we've seen him, seen him. recently. Yeah. Like, it's just, it, it really grinds my gears when they just treat their audience like idiots. That, well, they do. And that's the thing is that they do treat us like morons. Yeah. No more so is that evidence than Survivor Series. Mm -hmm. Every year, come this year, they will say, it's the one night of the year mm -hmm. where Raw and SmackDown stars go head to head in direct competition. When that happened multiple times on this show, mm -hmm. and when people were like, "Oh, what they mean is the tank, like the champions going against each other." This show had the champions going against each other. Yeah. Come Survivor Series, they will still say it's the one night of the year when Raw and SmackDown stars go head to head in direct competition. Yep. Because they don't treat, they don't have any respect for us as viewers. Mm -hmm. They exactly. don't. They think we're idiots. They think we're marks. Mm -hmm. They think we're like just blind sheep that will just follow whatever they say. And in fairness to them, there are so many lies that they have said in documentaries and stuff that people have, re have repeated as mm -hmm. fact. Yeah. You're like, no, oh, I can see why they think we're idiots because we have, re we have repeated a lot of their bollocks over the years. Yeah. I mean, uh, history is written by the, uh, written by the winners. Mm -hmm. So WWE just get to say what they like about a lot of stuff. They will, to this day, tell you that they had to do the Montreal screw job because mm -hmm. Brett was going to show up on Nitro the following night with the belt. And that is unquestionably not true mm -hmm. because if it was true brett would have been on nitro the following night with or without the belt but contractually he was not allowed to go on to nitro so but they they, they tell them something and they but they've said it so much now that they believe that's the truth daniel bryan was always meant to happen that way at WrestleMania. always the plan always the plan always the plan to main event wrestlemania 30 yeah. boulder dash yeah but anyway yeah this was a really good promo from owens um just really liked it and yeah it's just it's so weird how the main event of wrestlemania might be a talk show segment so strange also the biggest boo he got in his whole promo was him saying i hate beer <laughs> nice they also correct me if i'm wrong here they've only just now set up why in kayfabe stone cold is actually going on the ko show really? because in this promo they were saying you want to talk about your career and we're going to send you off. And yeah, I can give you that. We're going to have a beer. We're going to talk about your career. We're going to send you off into the sunset. And that's great. And he's like, that's what Stone Cold wants. And I was like, I feel, like, that, I feel like that's the I first thought... time we've ever heard that. Because otherwise it was Kevin Owens being like, I'll see you at WrestleMania. Stone Cold's are like, yeah. Oh, like, the, why are you doing a like, KO show? Was Kevin Owens being like, I hate Texas. And then Steve Austin did a promo being like, I'm going to stump a mod hole in you for disrespecting Texas. Well, wasn't Kev Kevin Owens called him out for that specifically to be like, Stone Cold WrestleMania, and then Stone Cold was like, "I'll accept your thing," and it's like, "Yeah, because but, but because it's, but, but it's a KO. Up. What are you going to talk about? It's a KO show. What are you?" Yeah, and they were talking about like, "Well, we're not going to, you know, if it gets to an altercation, it's like, so if it doesn't, what are you talking? <laughs> what's the point of the KO? What are you talking about? What's the subject?" And it's weird. Anyway, we then got Ugh. oh man alive, poor old Ricochet here. We have more stuff to talk about. How we have do. we been going for fifty minutes? Well, we did a couple of swears. Um, we did. Poor old Ricochet here. There was, a, you know, just two weeks ago, whatever it was when he won the belt, saw social media ablaze. Finally, Ricochet's going to get that push. Finally, they're going to take Ricochet seriously. You guys, you're so negative. You never believe in WWE. You always think they're never going to give people a chance. And they're giving Ricochet a chance here. 
And he lost in 90 seconds to Austin Theory because Austin Theory is a bigger star and is having a match with Pat McAfee. And he won. He, why did you put Ricochet in this position? Not a clue. He's got a title match this coming Friday. Genuinely, I believe it's because they wanted to promote the title match. Because they can advertise and be like, watch SmackDown. Ricochet's going to be in it. Look, see, Ricochet, he's in that match. But then he loses in 90 seconds. So now I don't care about the Intercontinental title match. Which is, and then WWE like, that's because wins and losses don't matter. Yet the storyline for Happy Corbin is that he hasn't been beaten. So like, so wins and losses do matter if they... They do oh, matter. It, uh, poor old Ricochet here. I felt so sorry for him. Also, just very quickly, on SmackDown, when weird production issues were happening when it was angel and or umberto that were facing ricochet and it came in and whatever then ricochet faced the other one and the commentator was like uh is this a championship contenders match they were like i assume so i mean he's facing the intercontinental champion so i guess it's a championship contenders match so austin theory faced the intercontinental champion which by their own rules would be a championship contenders match so now austin theory should get an ic title shot right he's also pinned the u.s champion Uh i believe so can't wait for them to follow up on that. Yeah, I mean, they won't. Actually, I mean, I'll, I'll mention this now. When they were running down the card later on mm. and it got to the Pat McAfee, Austin Theory one, they yeah. they desperately want to say Pat McAfee's making his in-ring, his in-ring debut, mm-hmm. but they can't because he had matches in NXT. So they're like, Pat McAfee, we're making his WrestleMania in-ring <laughs> debut. <laughs> I love it. It's the most in-brackets off-camera WrestleMania. You know, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they just said Pat McAfee, in-ring debut. The thing is, well, honestly, like... They just lie. Just lie. Yeah. May as well. Then um, Bianca Belair came out for a promo. I loved and I hated this segment. I loved how it ended. Mm-hmm. And I thought that Becky is so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. She is making this feud. She's making this feud so awesome. That's not a slight against Bianca Belair because she is just doing what she is told. Yes. But two weeks ago, they did a brutal beatdown angle where Becky Lynch put a chair around Bianca Belair's throat and she rammed it into the uh, ring post. And the commentators, even on this show, were like, man, Bianca Belair's career could have ended there. Mm -hmm. And they were saying it was like, Becky tried to end Bianca Belair's career. So what did Bianca Belair come out to do there to sell this beat down? Her normal entrance. She -hmm. was just dancing. She was smiling. She was happy. And then she grabs the mic and she goes, she gently grabs her throat, goes... Hello, Becky. And then just cut a normal <laughs> promo. Why bother doing the big beatdown angle if you don't sell it? What's the point? Ah, to play devil, to Pritchard this one. To play, play devil's avocado. Which was on the show last week. That's selling it. Well, then it's not a career-threatening injury. No. But she sold it. Was off the show for a week. Got to recuperate from that injury. And she recovered. Wow. <laughs> Miraculous recovery. Oh, crazy. Yeah, that, that actually is a pretty good prejudging right there yeah it's uh it's pretty bad I, I, it just really irks me because it is it raises that question of like why do i invest in any of this mm-hmm. because and it's not it's not bianca's fault it would be because wwe went through a period of time where they were telling people not to sell injuries mm-hmm. um like if you got a beat down or if you got like a really tough night the night before because the crowd have paid to see you do an entrance you've got to do your entrance normally and it created this horrible atmosphere watching WWE products where like, well, no one's selling anything. So none of it ever means anything. And it was yeah, just, it's incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Because the angle was so good two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And the follow-up to it should have been really, really great. But Bianca Belair's just there, smiling, happy as anything. Mm-hmm. Doesn't phase her in the slightest. So why should I care? Why should I be bothered? Why should I want to see her get revenge? I don't know. I just want to see you get the title back, I'll be honest. I don't know if she's going to now, though. I don't know either. Because 
the segment was Becky tried to sneak attack her mm -hmm. and she laid her out and then she grabbed some scissors. She's going to cut the braid off of Bianca Belair. What a wicked segment like that would have been. Like what a really big angle it could have been. But Bianca Belair recovered and she hit two KODs and then she started to cut Becky's hair. She's cut massive clumps off this. I mean, I, well, yeah, she, she cut off clumps of her hair. The problem is, Becky's got so much hair that when she stood up, her hair looked exactly the same as it, it was. <laughs> mostly fine. But I was wondering, like, oh man, is she going to debut at Mania with a new look? Like, is she going to, like, yeah. shave, like, her hair down or something and come in mm -hmm. down with, like, a, a different, almost like a crew cut look? I would have loved if Bianca had cut off a lot of Becky's hair. Like, close, like, a short, short shave kind of length of her hair. But she kind of just took off, like, you know, an inch off the end. She just gave her a little trim. Yeah. It was a haircut. It's actually quite easy to fix. Yeah, totally. And, you know, they have stylists and that. I'm sure Becky will be fine by, by Mania. She's got a week. So I, di I didn't really... It didn't feel like an even trade of Becky trying to cut off Bianca's braid. That's, like, her whole, like, identity. That's her whole thing. Her whole character is built around this braid. She uses it as a weapon several times. That's, like, it's Bianca's thing. It's her, it's her thing that makes her stand out. Cutting off, you know, the ends of Becky's hair a couple times, it just didn't feel like it was, you know, a suitable comeuppance, is what I'd say. It's also building to a hair versus hair match that isn't happening. Which is not happening. But it makes me think that we are going to get that match at WrestleMania Backlash. So Possible. Becky retains at Mania, mm -hmm. and you build to the hair versus hair match, yeah. and that's when Bianca gets the win. Yeah, could totally see that. Particularly because it's not main eventing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's there's every chance that could happen. We could talk about that a bit more tomorrow on the mm. um uh, uh the prediction show. But I thought I I thought Becky sold this great. This was still a very good angle. Yeah, it was. And there's Becky, man. Mm. Like she is the she's the glue that keeps so many of these feuds together. Yeah. Because WWE do the best they can to fumble it badly, mm -hmm. and Becky's there like picking up the pieces and making things make sense. She's so great at that. Yeah. Uh, some country singers are doing America the Beautiful. Cool. Becky Corbianka a bitch. Mm -hmm. And then Drew McIntyre took on Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss. And they were talking about... Uh, Michael Cole said, like, hey, you guys won't believe this. But Happy Corbin has been undefeated since he got lucky in Vegas. Yep. And I was like, wow, that's that's great. So, like, yeah, Drew, Drew will beat him. Been at, building that up for a while, yeah, which is Drew, good. Drew's going to beat him at WrestleMania. That's really good. And I was like, well, maybe he's just going to have a match with Mad Cat Moss here. And I'm like, well, Happy Corbin's the match. I'm like, I guess Happy mm -hmm. Corbin's going to win then because... The whole gimmick here is that mm -hmm. he's undefeated. Yep. And then Drew wins. Mm -hmm. And then Baron Corbin stands tall. And Jimmy, you mentioned this earlier. Jimmy Smith said, and a direct quote, and that is how you stay undefeated. <laughs> he just lost, mate. He, we all just watched him lose. And this is this is Cedric Alexander. Waka waka. We won in the end, I guess. This was in. <laughs> Infuriating that they can just say, "Well, I'd say it's the undefeated," That's and they're still they're still going to mention it on WrestleMania. Of course, he's undefeated. He hasn't been, hasn't been defeated, <sighs> and he they, they had him lose here. Yeah, he didn't get pinned. But if I go to if I go to cagematch.net, mm -hmm. a wonderful website. Yes. If I go to Baron Corbin's Wikipedia page, it will say here Drew McIntyre beat him by Drew, Drew McIntyre beat him. He lost here. Yeah. And, and then there comes out like, "Well, that's how you stand defeated." I don't know, some people are going to say, what would you have Corbin and Moss beat McIntyre before Mania? Don't pick the match! Yeah, or, actually, yeah. 
It's two on one handicap match. The heels you can got, do. The heels have got the advantage. They could cheat to win and pin Drew McIntyre. I wouldn't love it. I would hate that personally to have Drew lose. He's been protected for ages. It's, yeah, I know, but you can you can protect him in that loss though. I still I still think a loss is the wrong call. You could have had McIntyre versus Moss singles match. Why would you book a two on one handicap match to build to a singles match? Featuring two of the people in the match. Doesn't make any sense. I thought, yeah. I mean, the better option here is McIntyre versus Moss. Also, yeah. th- why is this on Raw? <laughs> this is a SmackDown match. No. <laughs> um, WrestleMania Raw, Luke. Because then, Edge and AJ Styles, which is a Raw feud, mm-hmm. like, this is their build. Yeah. It's just Edge cut a promo, then AJ cut a promo, mm-hmm. and that was it. Yep. That was, that was all of it. That was weird, wasn't it? It was weird. Yeah. An underwhelming lack of hype for one of the most anticipated matches. And I think part of that for me comes from turning Edge heel. Yeah. I don't think they should have turned him heel. No. I think that turning him heel necessitated then a storyline. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you could have just done two generational superstars. Because then you don't need a huge build. You don't. You can sell it off the back of it's Edge versus AJ Styles. In two, Babyface is going to go out and put on an amazing match. That's enough to sell it. Whereas, you can't do that with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar because you've seen them wrestle a bunch of times. That's their problem. They've done the... They've, they've swapped it and they've done it's Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar with no story. We're just going to sell it off the back of it's Reigns versus Lesnar. Buy tickets, please. Whereas this one, they've gone, it's Edge versus AJ Styles. Well, I guess that won't sell. So we'll turn Edge heel and we'll turn make Edge a story heel, out of it. Give this whole new entrance and everything. It's just, it, was a, it was a lack of build, which I was surprised mm. by. Yeah. Uh, and then our main event was the Usos versus RK Bro in not the one night of the year when Raw SmackDown starts to go head to head in direct competition. Boogs and Nakamura came out for commentary and then they didn't do commentary. And the commentators were like, well, I guess they're not doing commentary then. I don't understand these production issues. What's <laughs> happening backstage in WWE where they're like, well, they're going to join us on commentary. I was like, six commentators? <laughs> Are you insane? What is this rampage? Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then they, they go to an ad break, cut back, and they're like, well, they're not joining us for commentary, I guess. <laughs> there they go. Well, they're not joining us for commentary. They're just going to be sat yeah. at ringside. I, I also, again, another thing that really annoyed me about Corey Graves on this show, the Usos get better and better every time they step in the ring. They literally went from main event Jey Uso to being beaten by Rick Boogs in a matter of seconds without Jey Uso getting in a single move over the course of like a year. That's not getting better and better every time they step in the ring. That is an outright lie looking at their, their win-loss records. Yeah, they're the champs. Wins and losses don't matter. Uh, and then this match ended in DQ when the babyface team of the Street Profits ran in and attacked Randy Orton and Matt Riddle mm-hmm. for unprompted, no reason whatsoever, mm-hmm. and then got laid out like mm-hmm. Absolute chumps. Sure they chumpatized them something fierce in this segment. Yeah. This is not a good build for their match at Mania this weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the I don't know what the end goal of this was supposed to be, other than we send the crowd home happy with Randy Orton hitting RKO. I think now this is pure speculation on my part. I think the original plan was Alpha Academy come out, cause the DQ, and then. Randy Orton and Riddle laid them out. Yep. Street Profits come out. Randy Orton and Riddle laid them out. So instead what they did, Street Profits caused a DQ. Randy Orton and Riddle laid them out. And then Randy Orton and Riddle laid them out again because that's when the Street Profits were supposed to get laid out. So they just replaced all the Alpha Academy stuff with yeah. Street Profits. So the Street Profits just got beaten up twice. Which uh, was weird. I know there's some people in the chat as well saying, like, didn't the Street Profits turn heel? But 
I, mean, okay. I don't think they did turn they, heel. They didn't turn heel. They they're definitely a, tweeners. Yeah, they cut currently. a slightly heelish promo. Like, I didn't even say they cut a heel promo. They cut an in-character promo. They cut an in-character promo. They've been more aggressive, a bit more violent as of late, which is a nice like edge to their character. I will say, I didn't watch Raw last week, so this might be something I missed. They, they, they've been a bit more violent. That's okay. A bit more aggressive, which I like to see. And I said that I like on paper, I really like the dynamic they've got. The out-and-out baby faces of RK Bro, the out-and-out heels of Alpha Academy, and somewhere in the middle you've got Street Profits. Nice, and I'm like, nice that's a really nice dynamic for the triple threat match. That's great. But for whatever reason, an Alpha Academy match was advertised for this show, and it didn't happen. They were pulled from the show, and they were nowhere to be seen on this show. I hope everything's okay with them, for starters. And I think that them not being on the show has harmed this segment because i think they were supposed to appear here yeah and they've just chucked in the street profits instead and it doesn't quite work with the dynamics they've got that's also on me as well for not seeing last week's show um and not seeing that they might have um, done some more heelish stuff they, to me they're still the baby faces but mm. like i like the idea of them being this more tweener act i i think it makes a really nice tidy aspect of the, the triple threat i would really dig a street profits heel turn i'll be honest i think they'd be great they could freshen them up as well mm, they could do sure. with freshening up for sure but that was raw um I think it was a very good show. No, it was a home show for Mania. Yeah, which and okay, but it, every segment was designed to hype WrestleMania, so I give them credit for that. I don't think a lot of it worked, and a lot of it outright was bad. Mm-hmm. There was nothing terrible on this show, though. Like I gave it two out of five because I think, I think it's a, it's a standard episode of raw like it should be lower because it's the go home edition of wrestlemania mm-hmm. but i think what this show told you is that smackdown is the true a show yeah. and smackdown is the actual go home show for wrestlemania it's wrestlemania smackdown featuring the andre the giant battle royal and like an intercontinental title triple threat on smackdown yeah. so raw is the you know it's the pre-show yeah to, to smackdown's main card yeah i think that, that that sounds about right bit of a shame in the end considering they had so much going for it mm-hmm. no, I, don't, I think they dropped the ball ever so slightly uh the poll went up late for this uh apologies for that but we do have some feedback which is 44 percent saying it was a two out of five show 29 percent saying it was three out of five i will say uh that i reckon had that poll gone up at the time it would have done new normally that would have got a three out of five you reckon? I think it would have done. I think there would have been more votes for three out of five than there were two out of five. Bear in mind, that came out after my review had mm-hmm. gone out. I'm not saying that my review influenced people, but I'm saying that the more immediate reaction to the show would have been a three out of five. Possibly. I think it would, about, I think it would outweigh two out of five. Who knows? In an ultimate timeline, we'd know. Uh, right, well, let's get into the rest of your wonderful Ooper Duper Ultra Chats. Once I've clicked, yeah, once I've clicked the link, start? that's all right. I've got it. Uh, okay. have I got it. Have I got it? I have got it. Uh, Ten Ruzza saying, "Luke is right in front. Luke is right in front of you. Rawsalmania and Smackdownia. Smackdownia? Yeah, I mean." It's about the FR to put in. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, I don't know if it's still more thought than they would give. Yeah. Uh, as well as Supercard of Honor, Impact and New Japan will be doing incredible things this weekend as well. The GCW Collective will be insane as well. Man, there is so much awesome stuff happening at GCW Collective this weekend. The, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, Mission Pro's show that they're doing, Bangers mm-hmm. Only, has got a wickedly cool card. Also, I mean, because I was watching the promo packages over the weekend, the Hitmakers, which mm-hmm. is the former Hit Row hit in Row, WWE, yeah. taking on Shane Taylor 
promotions. STP, love oh, it. Oh man, that is going to be one of those matches I'm going to track down like mm -hmm. afterwards because I'm probably not going to be able to see it live. Yeah, but I'll be tracking it down on fight afterwards because that is a match I want to see. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Nate S, if they continue with the Emelina gimmick, Veer will debut, just walk out on stage, wave, and then war back, and they'll do that for another six weeks. Or he interrupts Cody's promo. Yes! <gasps> Gimme that! Oh! No. You know what WWE do? Veer will interrupt Cody's promo. Cody will just kill him and we'll never see him again. <laughs> Crossroads, see you later, Veer. Uh, Joseph Ray, hey guys, took my little cousin to the show last night and had a great time. There was a pretty good crowd throughout the night, except for the what chance early on. Early was, on? That it was a very good crowd, really. It was nice seeing a live show, but I did feel like I did not see anything to excite me for Mania. That sounds about right. Uh, Jack Nichols, my boy! Raw happened. Sorry, you had to watch it. Uh, but you know it's bad when your notable event on your go-home show is about Lashley and Amos. TKM, send their love and hope you enjoy Mania Week. 2 out of 10 excitement level, 10 out of 10 for your coverage. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Riot DR said, I need to get this out of my system. Damien Priest coming from NXT was effortlessly cool with a good theme song and a great look. But because he, his name contains Damien and Priest, Creative had to give him a Hulk mad gimmick. And then we proceed to turn him heel and now he's just angry all the time. He's not even on the WrestleMania Go Home Raw and neither is his rival, Finn. Feel any investment in the character of Damien Priest was wasted. Thank you for your content. Wish you nothing but love and prosperity to you. Jam that jam. Well said. And that is why I don't get invested. <laughs> that is very well said, right, Dear, and I completely agree with you on there. Like, I yep. think it's mad that... I, I thought Demon, Demon versus Damien mm -hmm. is a home run. Yeah. Like, gimmick easy wins. an easy win for WrestleMania. Or this WrestleMania go home show. It's WrestleMania backlash worthy right there. Yeah, but then you've got to stretch that out for another four weeks. Sure I, well, I guess you just don't put them on TV for three of them. Mm -hmm, yeah. Uh, Zapia E. A. Sorry. Zahia E. A. Adams. Do apologize. E. Adams. Thank you. Uh, WWE is starting to make WrestleMania a B-show pay-per-view with most of the matches feeling like it should be in matches on Raw or like Money in the Bank. It's sad to see it happen. Such amazing thing. Also, I thought Adam won the Jamble. He did. He did. That's why he's on the Night 2 reactions. Indeed, he won the second Jamble. So the first Jamble was won by Andy, who will be challenging for this championship. The real one, not the fake one that Luke is holding. Not the real one. The real one will be defended in the Jambles because the, ja the Jambles allow you to challenge for the real title. That's the point. Uh, so Andy won the first one. who will be challenging on night one. And whoever wins out of me and Andy will then be facing Adam on night two. That's correct. For the fake belt. The real one. Uh, I disagree that I think Mania's been like a B-show paper. It's not a B-show. It's Johnny Knoxville. It's Pat McAfee. It's Logan Paul. It's Ronda Rousey. It's Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Like they have got big matches with big time celebrity names in some cases. Mm -hmm and logan paul but it's also like but it's not what i want to see from wrestlemania no and i think what they've done this year is kind of like what i was mentioning earlier i think what they've done is they've stacked the card with these kind of stars and what they think are the biggest matches and then gone we're done we've we've promoted wrestlemania we've got the stars we now don't actually need to build the card when you still do uh, jack nichols said what's the name of that film where the two best friends book a wedding on the same day never thought i'd say this but i think wwe can do it better i think is that bride wars <laughs> i don't know bride wars is a, is a romantic i can't even remember who's in it now so i feel like it's rachel mcadams but i don't want to go on record and say that in case i'm wrong but i think it was matthew mcconaughey <laughs> i don't think i don't even think matthew mahogany's in it but i remember mark kermode in his review said if there are 10 films released this year that are worse than bride wars or that are worse than bride wars i will quit reviewing 
Uh, Bailey Donovan, am I seeing things? Or was Tempest on Raw last night? Oh, no, wait, that was Logan Paul in a lucha mask. That checks out. Tenraza, love how Cody's comeback story doesn't even make sense. <laughs> An omen for what's to come. Loved Becky tapping into her victorious side. Brock is the best. Hoping SmackDown is a better go-home show. What non-WWE product are you looking forward to this weekend? Uh, I mentioned earlier, I think it's that um, the Hitmakers versus STP. Super duper excited for that. Uh, in terms of just shows, super card of mm. honor. Uh, also, I do think that SmackDown will be a better go-home show. I think it's... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Personally, I don't know. Liam Leonard. Hi, guys. I really, I didn't really enjoy Monday Night Smackdown until Amos took a bump, which made it five out of five. <laughs> Back watching it live was painful, and there was only two matches in an hour and 20 minutes of Raw. See you Wednesday. Jam that jam. All hail the tribal peace. Damn right. Um, Liam, I keep telling you, man, stop watching it live. Uh, <laughs> legit underboss. This is weird. Sorry, I've just seen, I've just seen this one down here. Is there something different? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, we'll do that, yeah. yeah um, weird. Legit underboss. People mysteriously pulled from the show random run-ins. It's like a real GM mode. Also, watch your potty <laughs> mouth, Pete. I didn't say anything. Luke started it. Uh, and lastly, from Committed Productions, I love you and your content, but I paid $6 to ask Luke to please shave his neck. Keep up the great killer content, fellas. I feel like if anyone needs to shave their neck, yeah. it's definitely me. It's because uh, I can grow hair on my neck. Or around the back of my neck, for that matter. Yeah. I can. You said it's, it's, it's getting a bit long. A hairy boy. Mm. And no mod long, there weren't any Patreon shoutouts. We did our due diligence. Um, yeah, there are. <laughs> I just looked. I forgot about them. They're definitely our Patreon <laughs> shoutouts. Yeah. We're at the end of the month, Pete. No, there's definitely still Patreon shoutouts. Yeah. yeah. I don't believe you. They definitely are. Oh, you're right, there are. Yep, definitely are. It's a bumper edition because... Uh... Wrestle Talk's personal problem solver, <laughs> Jamie Donovan. Thanks to all our pledge hammers. $25 and above, you can get your own shoutout and loads of extra bonus content. Patreon.com forward slash Wrestle Talk. $25 above, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read on a show much like this one. Thank you to what Luke said. And also, Gold Raven Freak on a leash. He's got two first names. Matt Howard. The man with the scoops. Sean. General Jimmy G. Geordie bus driver Harry. Love that guy. What love got to do? Got to do with it. Matthew Turner. Tara London. Nigel Morris. Daylight Robbery. Rob James. Spider-Man's greatest William. Dr. Dark Seven. Ooh, Kingslayer. Colin McLeaner than Finn Balor. Daniel P.O.T.U.S. Lee. Tony Jabroni. Great. Murderous James Mutter. And finally, for this Hall of Fame class of the 29th of March 2022, the king with a crown, Ian Brown. That's also very good. Thank you all so much. We love each and every single one of you and you watching at home. Um, just, just very quickly as well. Patrons had a mad week this last week. They just? All the shows have gone up last week. Rest Talk Extra, you and Ollie talking about uh, TNA Victory Road 2011. Ooh, that, that was not a fun time. Week. That was not a fun time. No, but interesting given the current uh, context of AEW. Yep. Uh, interesting stuff. There was also Rest Talk After Dark went up last, uh, last week as well, which is great. You can find out what secret project 
Luke and Ollie were busy with that they spoke about that they weren't going to talk about. You can find out what it is because we spoke about it on After Dark and keep it secret to the pledge channels, you know? And the Patreon mailbag show with me and special guest Dan Layton. And we had a very, very fun time with that. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. And it's Wrestle League tomorrow, which is the end of the current season and the start of the next one with this predictions for WrestleMania. So join in now. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. The forms for Wrestle League will be up tomorrow. And Zachary T. Robinson here said Luke's Vince McMahon impression sounds more and more like the Churchill dog with every passing day. <laughs> I don't know what you mean about that. So, oh, yes. Seth Rollins here. I can't have a two nights to bend this for my round two on the card. Of course, you can have a match. It's going to be against my son, Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. Now. Got it sorted, mate. Well done, mate. Yep, thanks, mate. Uh, yeah, I bought Ollie some wine for his birthday. Mm. Orange wine. Orange wine? Yeah, apparently it's a new thing. Okay. It's wine made with oranges instead of grapes. Now, is that just orange juice? Um, is the same way? Is cider just apple juice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. I, exactly. Just put a bit of alcohol in there. Uh, so I bought him some of that, and then I bought him like another bottle of wine that I think might actually be nice, just in case that one's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I bought some bad wine for his birthday. That is good, yeah. Um, so I was like, I wonder if he just tried the orange wine and he's really disagreed with him, and he's just like, oh, I am feeling rough. I'm right. coming in on Tuesday. Yeah, so I, I've got a sneaking suspicion that, yeah, he might be feeling a bit ill. I like that we're just continuing the conversation we had you know at the very start of this show well, this would but, have been know. in my intro but then you started dicking around with your microphone yeah i'm sorry i had to get that sorted um <laughs> professional piece i, I, I care about quality you know um and that's why i did it during the show and not before uh i i get the thing suspicion that he's probably run down yes and he's probably ill yes because he's very hung over <laughs> because he's hung over like yeah. i i had a sneaking suspicion mm -hmm. that has 100p confirmed said yeah. suspicion yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. he's hung over yeah yeah. Yeah. And on, on WrestleMania week, that week where, you know, we can't get time off, you know, that time where we all have to work super extra hard and can't miss anything because it's WrestleMania week, really important. Not allowed to take any time off though during no. that week. No, no. not allowed to have a holiday. No. So he's off. Yeah, he's off. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pete, I did not like myself this morning. Oh, what happened, Luke? Well, you see, Pete, I, uh, because I got that text message from Ollie yesterday asking mm -hmm. him to come in and, well, he asked me to do the raw review. Yes. We're training the kids to sleep at the moment. Okay. So that's that presents its own troubles. That presents mm -hmm. its own uh, difficulties with recording the news at home. For sure. Don't really want to do it while she's napping. I don't Sorry, think... just bash my mic. Hey, carry and, it's all, and it's also knocked it back down to where it was before. <laughs> Professional Pete cares about quality. <laughs> Christ. I'll sort it out in a minute. <laughs> no, no, Pete, sort it out. You sort it out now. <laughs> sort it out now. We'll, we'll, we'll sit here and wait. You sort it out now. <clears throat> just sorting it okay there, there we, we go. go lovely so you know it's, it's hard for me to do i did the news yesterday yes uh, from home not the easiest thing in the world because i've got to sort it out in my living room mm. uh which means cutting all my stuff downstairs it's just it's a whole thing mm -hmm. so i thought to myself right well i'll go into this studio and i'll do it in our Got our new green screen set up, mm -hmm. which is the, exactly the same as the old green screen. But then yep. we've got a new lighting rig in the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, cool. I'll go in and I'll use the new green screen. Uh, and I realized when I got up this morning that in order to do that, I need to leave before I watch Raw. 
because I can't get up and watch okay. Raw, write my script, and then come in because by that point I'll have hit traffic, right. and then I don't know what time I'll actually get into the office. Yeah. So I left my house at quarter to six this morning. Lovely. That's fun. Oh, it really wasn't. Mm. Uh, and yet somehow I still hit traffic coming into London. So yeah, I, yeah. I, it still took me a little while to get in. So I was already pretty grumpy, and then I got in. And the internet wasn't working mm -hmm. because I think going by what happened yesterday where the internet wasn't working they're turning the internet off at night which is going to be real bad for live reactions huh that's my other point that's my yeah. other worry my yeah. other concern is that they are turning the internet off when they're not here mm -hmm. which is actually i think goes against the contract because mm -hmm. we're meant to have 24-hour access mm -hmm. granted i suppose we'd still do have 24-hour access but i expect internet so yes. i had to stream raw using mobile data Ooh. And then I ran out of data, so oh. I had to buy more data, oh. which just is another thing to add onto the invoice for Ollie at the end <laughs> of the month, <laughs> which I need to do yeah. because I'm also going to charge in my hotel expenses mm -hmm. and my expenses for last week's super secret project. Shh, I'll have to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I hope you realize, by the way, we 100% spoke about it on After Dark. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, like, oh, the pledge hammers can know. It's yeah. fine. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, they're cool. They're, they're, they're cool, cool cats. people. They're, they're cool they cats can, and kittens. They can keep secrets. Yeah, we're like, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so that put me in a grumpy mood. And then came down to actually recording my news. Mm -mm. And I walk into the studio. And what do I see but a studio in disarray? Mm. Tripods not set up. Cameras that were on said tripods on the floor cameras expensive cameras being left out with no lens cap on terrible a background that hadn't been sorted out Ugh. left for someone else to do Ugh. so that put me in a grumpy mood because mm -hmm. now i've got extra things i need to do extra yeah. headaches and stuff mm -hmm. and so it i fart ass around trying to get that camera back onto the tripod oh yeah not the easiest thing to do in the world, which mm -hmm. I'd imagine is why the person who took it off in the first place didn't put it back on. Yeah, probably. Can't be bothered to do that. It's mm -hmm. a pain in the ass. Uh, so that, and then I got Terry to come in and frame me up. And then I'm looking, I'm trying to turn the tablet on. The tablet's not coming on for the, uh, for the prompter. Tablet, I was like, oh, it's very dark. The screen's running to adjust the brightness. Turn it off. It's because, Pete, someone had left it on over the weekend or yesterday, left on overnight. Battery had died. Mm. And then, mm -hmm. me and Terry couldn't get the thing sorted out because they'd been dicking around with the tripod. Mm -hmm. And Laurie, because he's a smart lad and was worried about wires, had taped all the cables to it. Mm -hmm. The cable no longer reached to charge the damn thing. So, fart-arsing around with that. Huge pains in the cock. Charging the tablet. Couldn't find a cable for it either. And then we finally get around to recording it. There's no SD card here, Pete! And why is there no SD card here, Pete? Because the person who used it yesterday took it home with them mm. so a good morning all in all so then pete mm -hmm. i had to leave a quite passive aggressive <laughs> comment on our discord channel <laughs> i really enjoyed it it was quite it was quite something detailing all of this yeah and i was and i was trying to think about it i'm like here i'm just i'm i'm tired because i'm not sleeping mm -hmm. at the moment because of the kid oh man the kid the other night gordon bennett talk mm -hmm. about like up every half an hour yeah little prick and then <laughs> she's not she's lovely and uh so I'm, I'm tired and i'm just frustrated and it's just it's one thing compounding after another and i'm like how do i work this on discord mm -hmm. and i'd address the people individually yep 
and and I highlighted the things that they had done wrong, mm -hmm. and they were well. One of them was apologetic; the other one made excuses. Sounds about right. Yeah. And um, and then I was like, I've, I've got to do this on Discord. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I wrote it, deleted it, redrafted it, wrote it, and drafted it, and then I, I posted it. And the first thing that Adam did was make fun of me for it. <laughs> To the point where we were in the office earlier while he was tidying up the set and he was still making fun of me for yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes yeah. sense. And, qu and quite rightly so. Yes. It, I should be mocked for it because I was making a point, but I didn't know how to make that point, so I didn't really make a point. I feel like you got your message across, and I thought it was a very nice message because if it was me, I would have been really quite angry. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you having a little, like, hey, I don't want to be that guy. I, don't, I literally said I, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. And then you put in brackets, which really got me, I'm supposed to be the fun one. It was great. Um, and I thought, you know, you highlighted all your issues. You highlighted why it's an issue as well. Not just this was wrong, but this is wrong because this affected me it delayed this way. This. Uh, it delayed uh, this this way. Edison was supposed to have the rushes by half past eight. He got them at half past ten. Yes, exactly. Which is an issue. That's two hours delayed. That means we could the news might not have gone out at one. Yes, which luckily it did. But still. Just about. Just about. Um, but we got it sorted in the end. Uh, but I, I thought it came across very very nicely. And you were like, you know what? The studio was a tip. Because there's no nice way to say that. The studio is a tip. And here's all the issues with it. And we need to, to get this sorted. And you just said, hey, I, the, the opening message was about studio etiquette. And you know what? That's a lovely way to put it. Instead of being like, sort it out, will you? Sort it out, will you? Yeah. The, uh, the person who took the SD card home, Terry, mm. called. And yes. And uh, said... Did you take it home? Yeah. And they said, yeah, I did. I could be there in 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. And Tara's like, you'll be here in five. <laughs> <laughs> did she really? <laughs> <laughs> My God, she uh, is fantastic, isn't she? It was amazing. Oh, <laughs> Terry's had the joke of the day today as well. Oh, didn't she just? Oh, it was absolutely wonderful. We were talking about... <laughs> Tori Adam. Tori Adam and his Tory ways. Uh, talking about, you know, ch childhood snacks. And uh, Terry had, like, she was saying that she used to eat condensed milk from a can. She's so poor. Yeah, so poor, bless her. And Adam was saying, you know, I think I'd, ra <laughs> I'd rather be a Tory than, to than have condensed milk from a can. And we said, you know, Tory snacks are, you know, they're probably quite nice. It's because Adam said that his Tory snack of mm -hmm. choice, yeah. like, Adam, you know, he's not really, but he basically is. Basically, uh, is. he looks like one. Yeah. And he said that his after-school snack was three French fancies. <laughs> Such a Tory thing. Such to a say. Tory snack. <laughs> and then Terry comes in with a line just while she's editing, absent-mindedly, just you know, off-handed comment, just into the conversation. She goes, "Well, because the snacks are so rich." Genius. Oh, oh what oh, a line! So good. Oh, High fives stuff. all round. Oh. Adam went very quiet. He did. <laughs> She got a round of applause for that one. It was great. Delightful stuff. Yes. Um, I think there's an email I want to sort of just read out quickly here uh, from... I'll bring this... I can't even read it. Yep. My eyesight's going... Uh, this one comes in from Graf, who says, uh, Hello, fellas. I'm writing this. I believe it's going to be Ollie with Luke reading it. It's Pete. No. Uh, it's March 27th when I'm writing this. It's now been five whole damn years since that WrestleTalk show popped up on my YouTube sub box. That's is it really? That's a throwback. So that's our, that would have been our WrestleMania 33 predictions? I mean, not only did sure. it, I think we did them as two separate videos. I can't even remember why now. The algorithm, probably. 
why did we do those two separate videos? But yeah, we did. Um, yeah, it was WrestleMania 33 predictions. Mm-hmm. I wasn't actually working. Yeah. With the channel, I was just sort of doing it on a freelance basis and not being paid for it. Mm. Um, I'd already been watching WrestleTalk for a while at that point. If I'm right with my timelines, I first started watching around the time AJ Styles was rumored to be leaving New Japan for Oof. WWE early wow. 2016. At that point, uh, at that point, I was just barely only starting to get to know the ins and outs of how the business operated. It was only the discovering Ollie's news videos that I was able to stay up to date with everything and somehow make something of this crazy wrestling world. Like how Ollie mentions all the time on the Rest Talk Extra podcast that Solo Monster was his way into the dirt sheets and all mm-hmm. that. Ollie was my Solo Monster. Ever since then, I've been watching you guys. Seeing the channel grow to 100k subs, Ollie's sexy jacket, Wonder Ollie, 500k day, El Fegador's invasion, the dance punishment at MediaCon, the start of Livestream, Screen Stalker, the Pigeons, Pete's dancing, CM Punk's two returns, Adam's Rest Talk confirmed, Quizzlemania, Luke becoming a dad, and so on. I just wanted you guys to know that I love you guys. I feel like I've grown up with you from a 16 year old now turning 21 in less than two months. That time has flown by. Here's to five more years of the channel growing. Hopefully we can get that jacket back one day. <laughs> I don't think we do want it back. Uh, no, it was real fast. awful. I yeah. uh, hope you guys enjoy Mania and have a good rest of your day. Jam that jam. Love graph. Thanks so much. What that was a very lovely that? email. It's five years. Five years. Wow. It is, it is coming up too. Uh, in fact, I believe the the anniversary is just gone of my debut video. Mm. I think it was in February, late February, early March. I think. So that well, that's the my um, first video. And who's that guy? Who's that guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What a video! <laughs> what a, what a great little skit! I could not stop smiling. It was the worst. <laughs> I was so bad at it because I was like, guys, I'm just really happy to be here, and it was just me smiling the whole time. <laughs> and I was supposed to be very serious, and I I couldn't help it. Though I did stare into the camera for that whole podcast episode for something. Was it predictions you guys were doing for Mania, maybe? Oh, that's right. And I was sitting off. I didn't say anything. I was just sitting sat, off like, sat, and just staring yeah, into the camera. between us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'd I was just forgotten st- about staring that. into the camera for the whole time. Wearing a lucha mask. Wearing a luchador mask. And then I was really good the whole time. No emotion. And there was one joke that just broke me. And then I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> and I was like, damn it, I'm supposed to be serious, which made it more funny. It was the worst. Uh, anyway, we've got to get out of here because we've got to go live with this show that you've already heard. Uh, back tomorrow, it's the new era. Yes, it is. NXT 2.0, Saturn SP3 taking over the NXT review podcast and also WrestleMania predictions. Myself, Pete, Adam, Andy, and potentially Sullivan Bo Brown will be joining us for that. A five-man booth. Mm. Though only four people will be on at any one time. Yeah, it's not going to be that chaotic. Don't worry. Uh, well, but let's hope it is. Probably chaotic. Sorry about the cum stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you then. Take care. Love you. Goodbye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.